Welcome, everybody, to the Hammer and Rails podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Casey Bartley. And we are back with you this week. We're going to talk about the upcoming game against the Florida Atlantic Owls. Oh, man, I was waiting. I thought maybe Casey would say who. I have to mute because I got freaking air conditioning running above yeah, me. Yeah, well, I, th- I thought hoot, it would hoot. Work- <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk about Florida Atlantic. But at the top... Uh, I know a lot of us are pretty down about the football team right now. Two losses to to in games that Purdue really should have won. Uh, Purdue just absolutely, you know, shooting themselves in the foot in two separate games. So, Casey, I think I sent you this uh, the other day. I I recently got a another three free months of Apple TV Plus. So cool. over the over the last couple of days, I've been rewatching Ted Lasso. Oh, uh, this is always a good life because I absolutely love that show. Always makes me happy, makes me laugh, makes me cry, uh, makes me smile. Just a wonderful show. Uh, and in addition to this, if, if you are not aware, this past Friday, uh, the Great British Baking Show came back on Netflix. So I, so, had to, I just had to be enough with Netflix. What? Like 22 bucks a month? Well, it all depends on what kind of, you know. Uh, I want the 4K. I, got, I bought a very <laughs> oh, big TV. It's nice. <laughs> I'm not going to watch on some just HD nonsense. I get that. I get that. Uh, but the Great British Baking Show is back, came back last Friday. Uh, they're doing one episode a week. So my question for you is this. Uh, what is your number one TV show that just brings you joy? Just joy. Yeah. So I mean, it can be other any... emotions too, but I mean like... Are we sure? Those are two very different questions. What is a TV show that just makes you smile? How about that? Hmm. Mucho, mucho joy. As... It was British Baking Show for a while. Yeah. Right now, I'm not really watching TV shows. Um, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I think I think oh, I'll sit with that. excellent choice. Excellent choice. He, uh, you know, uh, Andy Sandberg, great on SNL, great on Brooklyn Nine Nine, and really great uh, in the movie he had. I believe it was on Hulu. Uh, that I think it was called Palm, just called Palm Springs. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, it was one of those like time loop movies, kind of like uh, Groundhog Day. Very good movie. So what what would, movie? It's called Palm Springs. It came out uh, in 2020. Oh, the uh, Sandberg movie? Yeah. It was actually good? Yeah, it was very good. It was very good. I I have a bad thing. I can't trust anything that... Wasn't that advertised on Hulu? Yeah, I mean, I believe I, it's a direct-to-Hulu kind of situation. It's just hard to think those are good. Yeah, but I mean, it's also got, in addition to Andy Sandberg, it's got J.K. Simmons in it. Um, Peter Gallagher, who you probably wouldn't recognize his name, but when you see a picture of him, you would know who he is. Um, cause he's just a guy who's been in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really good movie. Like I said, it's, it's one of those, uh, time loop movies kind of a la groundhog day. So very good, very fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, as far as mine, you know, that is a good choice, Brooklyn nine, nine. Um, but top two, at least at the moment for me, have got to be Ted Lasso and great British baking show, which, as I said, came back last Friday. Uh, my wife and I watched the first episode were it was cake week so that's always fun for me because as someone who loves cake it's always fascinating to see how these people can do it but the british over there they always use these random ingredients that one i i sometimes don't even know what they are and two they use uh they use a lot of nuts and i'm not a fan of nuts in my cake um i i agree with this opinion oh, all well, bread Yes, yeah, I all bread really. I mean, I do, I just don't like uh, most nuts in general. Uh, but I'm I'm amazed that we actually agree on a food opinion here. We've I don't think that's ever. This happened. is a first. Yeah, like anytime someone says like banana, you know they're gonna follow it nut, and I'm just like, ah, we could just make banana bread. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I'm not a huge fan of of like banana bread, zucchini bread, stuff like that. But they can be good if done by the right person. Uh, but yeah, I don't need the nuts in there. Yep. We, it, see, it's bad podcasting when we agree. Yeah. Yeah. We should really just we should really just argue Fuck. more. I love nuts. Give me all the nuts. Put the nuts in my mouth. I'm gonna save that for later. Uh, if I ever need any blackmail. So um, I'm trying to think of other shows. Um, you know, one of the one of the shows my wife is currently rewatching is New Girl. Um, and I really like New Girl. That's Solid. a fun one. I don't think I've ever finished all of them. I think it was one of those that kind of waned a little for a couple seasons and I didn't make it through to back where it kicked up again. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Because Scrubs is number like, one. I think no, we've I, I don't know how I didn't mention Scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's right there with the Ted Lasso. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm currently actually rewatching Scrubs. I, I've got a stationary bike in my in my upstairs, and when I do that, um, I just throw on some Scrubs because I've got all the seasons on DVD from back when I was at Purdue. I bought those. Uh, so I'm currently in season three of Scrubs, and it still holds up, still very, very funny. So if you've ever, for some reason, not watched Scrubs in your life, definitely recommend going to do that. It'll it'll be a nice fun way to help you just get a laugh in as the days go by and you watch Purdue blow another lead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> just right to it, huh? Well, I mean, that's really what we're here for. Uh things have things have been fairly bad in uh Purdue football land, so we gotta recommend something to to give people a little hope, a little happiness, a little smile as the day goes by. So those are some good recommendations, I think. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back and talk about Purdue's upcoming game against the Florida Atlantic Owls. And we are back. So Purdue, of course, coming off the heartbreaking loss to Syracuse that put them at 1-2 and two on the season. Uh, coming into their fourth game against Florida Atlantic, this will be the last game of the non-conference season for Purdue. And what a time it's been. Yes, exactly as we predicted this, in the beginning. Remember how not worried you were about the non-conference and the Syracuse game? How wor- I didn't really bring that up last episode. Hold do on. Do you remember how confident you were? Do you remember how confident we both were in ah, the preseason when we talked about ah, these games? No, I mentioned that hey, it might. It's a road game against a real team. It might actually be a game, and you're like, oh, it's the orange. We all smash orange. It's exactly how I sound too. I don't know how you got so good at that. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, this will be Florida Atlantic's fifth game. Uh, they were one of those teams that played in the uh, so-called Week Zero. Uh, so they love currently... that we're doing this, NCAA. Uh, yeah, love it. It worked so, bad. so well for the tournament. Exactly. Let's, you let's know, just bring it up. If something doesn't work in one sport, the rec the recommendation is to try it in another sport and All just see sports. what happens. Um, so they currently sit at two and two. They've got wins over Charlotte and Southeast Louisiana. With losses powerhouses. at hit powerhouses, of course. Loss Charlotte. at Ohio. Who and coached then, at Charlotte? I honestly don't know. Should I know that? What? What? Didn't we have a Purdue legend? Uh, uh, who was the old coach? Died this year. Joe Tiller? No, he didn't that was die not this, this year. Well, I know, but I didn't know what you were talking about. No, the guy who uh, he was a basketball coach. Uh, Lynn Dawkins. Lynn Dawkins. Am I? I'm, I'm confusing him. Are you talking about Lynn Dawson? Yeah. No. And he was a football player. No, no, no. Damn it, we had a story about this. We read about it. He went to Charlotte. He took us to the Final Four. Oh, you're talking about Lee Rose. Lee Rose. That's close to Lynn Dawson. You said Lynn Dawkins, first of all. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? Yeah, Lee Rose. Like I said. Okay. Yes, he was at Charlotte directly before coming to Purdue. Yes. So so there's your Purdue tie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Different sport, but sure, we'll go with it. 
Um, so, like I said, they are uh, they are currently sitting at two and two. Their second loss of the season um, was to uh, UCF. They got beat forty to fourteen by UCF. That is quite the drubbing. Um, so they are coming in not exactly uh, the foe that we were scared of as the uh, preseason was talked about. But again, I wasn't scared of Syracuse, and look how that worked out for me. So. It shows you what I know. Um, last year, they were 5-7, and seven, 3 of 5 in their conference, which, Casey, without looking, what conference is Florida Atlantic in? Uh, I don't know if I can name five conferences anymore. They are uh, in Conference Coastal. USA. Ah, Coastal USA, like I said. Yes, exactly. Uh, these two teams have never met, and this will obviously uh, be a home game for Purdue. It is the homecoming game, kickoff at 7.30 p.m. Is it normal to do homecoming on a non-conference game? Um, You know, I don't really know. I think it's just up to each individual I thought it was usually later in the do. year. Yeah, I mean, it can be, but I, I don't think there's really a set uh, principle for it. No, why so, would there be? Exactly. It's all willy-nilly. So I don't get what what is homecoming. I, What's the concept? Technically, it's just a game that People they set aside. Home? Exactly. No, no need to further uh, further describe it. Okay. It's basically supposed to be for alums to come back and have a homecoming at their university. Is the idea? Just one particular weekend. Yeah, it's like it's so you can plan so the far away weekends. People. Yeah, yeah. So that like when the schedule comes out, they're like, hey, this week's homecoming. All right, this is the game I'm gonna go back to Purdue and go to. And they thought, hoot hoot. Let's bring the owls. My assumption uh, with this is it's from a ticket sales perspective going to be ah. the least, uh, the least, uh, the lowest sales on the schedule, less desirable. So they throw it on there because they know a, a certain amount of alumni will come back for homecoming, regardless of the opponent. Was it a big party time for you, homecoming? Not week? really. No, not really ever. Just old people. Yeah. Cactus yeah. get back up and running. You know, you. I don't think it has yet. It opens this Saturday. They're oh, for homecoming. The, oh, going to open for homecoming? <laughs> They're opening for Breakfast Club will be their first time open in their new iteration with their new okay. owner, and Bruce will be there. I did see that. Welcome back, Bruce. All is right with West Lafayette again. Yeah. Things it is are now going a great. boring campus with one decent bar. I quibble with that because <laughs> I like Harry's. You think it's trash, but w- moving on. Sticky um, shoes, Ledman. Well, it's hard to argue with these. I can't make it. <laughs> I, I can't I can't refute that in any way. Uh, like, do not wear flip flops. Oh no! Oh god, no! Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. Um, so one thing. Can you know, tell we're playing Florida Atlantic? Yeah, this we're playing. Week. This is what you moves. guys get. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think is worth mentioning: they do have a quarterback who started his career at DU, as they like to say. What? Uh, in, in Kosi Perry who says played that? at University what does that of mean? Miami. University of Miami. Come on. They say duh you? Yeah. <laughs> is this seriously the first time you're hearing this? I think so. I thought it was duh you. No, man. It's do you. That's so – I hate that a lot. And uh, it's, the chain's pretty bad, but yeah, that's it's worse. I think it's just – you can say the you, but, you know, when they yell it and all that, it sounds like do you. I don't like but, Miami. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan. I hate Miami. I'm not a fan. Right now, they, they took Peck from us. Well, that's a with whole – a Honda Civic. Exactly. A Honda Civic and a million dollars cash. <sighs> Um, so he, he could be, he could be some trouble, uh, as far as, you know, a quarterback who can actually make some passes goes, you know, we've had, we've had trouble with quarterbacks who can actually connect on deep balls. 
Uh, Purdue's been lucky this last season that we didn't see many of those. So, Casey, can you tell me a little bit about uh, Florida Atlantic's offense and if I should be rightly worried that they do have a competent quarterback? No. I mean, Fair it's enough. fine. But Fair enough. They're not a particularly explosive offense uh, passing stat. 7.7 yards a pass, which is like 45th best in the country. Um, they're pretty good at protecting their quarterback, uh, and he hasn't made a ton of mistakes. So it's it's a middle-of-the-road but here's the thing. It's middle of the road against their competition. Right. If this yeah. is a passing attack you you'd be worried about, it they would they would need to be up in the top ranks because they've not had a tough schedule and they've not been that good. So, uh, you would have to think that at least what Purdue's playing is better than uh Charlotte. I you know, I hope. I hope. That's Sometimes a floor. Sometimes I wonder. We did just yeah. lose to Syracuse. But no, it's not a particularly explosive offense. Um uh, they're pretty balanced. Uh, they run about 52% of the time, throw about 48% of the time, uh, 4.8 yards a rush. Once again, 47th best in the country, right in the middle of the road. They are a competent team, but they are going on the road to a Big Ten team against an offense that still, uh, despite having quarters of, you know, not great success, a lot of it's been a little bad luck, not bad luck in the sense that, like, we're super undisciplined and make dumb plays, but, like, we have talent. Uh, Charlie Jones is clearly one of the best wide receivers in the country. And if AOC has any time at all to operate, you know he is going to find someone. I would imagine this is going to be a big pain Durham game, uh, just because I think pure size and athleticism, I think he is one of our better mismatches against any team, let alone uh, Owl squad. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think given that they are a balanced offense, Purdue's run defense has looked very good. We shut down um, a Syracuse running back last week who – you know, was pretty highly touted, had run for over a thousand yards in a prior season. So I think we're probably been, have been underestimating the Purdue run defense as the season has gone on. I think they've shown themselves to be able to uh, to stop some people when they need to. So I, I'm excited to see what they can do against a team that does run the ball quite a bit, probably not as effectively as other teams, uh, but just that they, they put up the volume of running plays to see how our defense can hold up against that, uh, given that. We, we are trying to rotate in some more guys, but we're also, you know, we're doing our best to get a group that we can we can trust and we can stick in there when crunch time comes. So this might be a good opportunity for them to get a lot of a lot of reps uh, at the run game. Yay. <laughs> so we keep we had this dialogue in the group chats the, uh, two days ago or whatever, and everyone's just trying to it's it's our our uh, our running back room is it, it's like Harry's at 230 a.m. and y'all a bunch of thirsty dudes. And you are talking yourself into some trouble. Okay? McAbee looks fine from here. Take him home. I don't know. You're going to like it. Wow. Like we talked about, 195. <laughs> Lift him to the ceiling. Well, I think he's only listed at 190. So even. It's, it's so tiny. Yeah. All right. So uh, given that, you know, we're not. Honest to God, I hope I don't have to, like, relive this. We're not too worried about Florida Atlantic. Uh, I just sent Casey a link in our chat with this recording to the blog representative. Um, is this a website or a the, bunch of ads? What is for the Owls is, Nest? It's a forum uh, because I wanted him to see. I wanted him to see kind of the layout of this website because there, it what, reminds me what so is much. Happening? It reminds me so much uh, of a website from like 1997. It looks like they made it on Word. That's what I. That's what I mean. Uh, it's delightful. Hey, we're plenty up top. Of, they retweeted us. Plenty of blue hyperlinks, um, you know, just hundreds of different boxes uh, going on and just ads everywhere. Uh, 
the, I don't want to denigrate the writing. I'm sure the writing is great. I have not uh, clicked through, but Ooh, the writing they got to do with the mullet. Well, there. The Stranger Things. I I did not expect for it to uh, just reignite the <laughs> mullet magic. Lead to a resurgence in mullets. Yeah, it's in like bad, trashier mullets than even back in the day. Like they want them greasy and curly. Like they're yeah. all whatever stepbrother's name. Oh yeah, whatever his. I can't remember his name, but I know Steven, who you're talking about Steve. Steven. Yeah, it's a Steve. I I don't know uh, why anyone would ever want a mullet. And I know at a certain point, people are like, oh, I have a mullet because it's ironic. Like, okay, but you're still walking around looking like that, and not everyone who sees you knows you're being ironic. To them, you just look stupid because, well, you look stupid. Yeah, because you so, live in the upside-down world. Exactly. That's where you're from. Exactly. And and I think it, it's only right that I have to mention this because you brought up mullets. Uh, in an episode of season three of Bluey, uh, the dad does come home with a mullet. And he gets made fun of. This is a sequel to Blue's Clues? <laughs> no, it is not. Okay. No, it is not. This not is, related. This is the greatest is children's it a dog? television show. It is a dog. That's Blue? He is Blue. Named Bluey. Well, the dad you is see Blue. see where I'm getting at here. The dad is Blue. The daughter is named Bluey. And she is Blue. I She's a Blue healer. Thanks. I'm here now. Um. Okay. That doesn't sound like super original. Can uh, call him Ready? I mean... Listen, you watch you watch an episode of Blue and you tell me it's not the greatest kids show on television right now. No thanks. Exactly. The joy of my life is not having kids. <laughs> well, that is. I, I got lucky enough to be here. That means can't say I tried that hard at it. But that means you got to keep all your money uh, instead of giving it to other folks. So yes, it's good all for in my you. golf bag currently. Hey, you know whatever you want to spend it on, that's your money. You can do what you want with it. Just ask JG Wentworth. It's your money. Use it when you need it. Um, Laser Focus, the Hammer yeah, and Rails podcast. That's right. So, I mean... Ooh, suave I, financial planning. This website's calling to me. Good, good. I, I, I just, I don't think this is a team that Purdue should have a problem with. And quite frankly, if they do have a problem, we we need to have a serious discussion about, did we overestimate this team or are they simply not living up to expectations? Um, you know, uh, I hyped up their quarterback a little bit, but he's still only at 57% completion. Uh, 10 touchdowns, two interceptions, been sacked four times, um, you know, leading rusher at, with 394 yards. And uh, they've got they do spread the ball around a bit. Um, but, you know, their their leading wide receiver has 20 receptions, 239 yards. It's uh, like a half for Charlie Jones. Right. Exactly. Uh, so they don't really really have a dominant wide receiver like we've got Charlie Jones. And I'm not sure they're going to have anybody who can cover Charlie Jones. Um, so no one alive can cover Charlie Jones. I feel like that's just tempting fate right there. Um, and as you said, you know, Payne Durham is a mismatch for a lot of teams. Let's just hope that he can stay out of people's faces and not get stupid penalties uh, this week that costs Purdue uh, very big. No. Why do we want to? We got to respect the brand, Ledman. Yeah. Got to keep yeah. with the brand. That I mean, that is one thing that I would like to see throughout this game obviously i think purdue is going to do pretty darn well um they're gonna i think they're gonna walk away with a win but i would like to see the number of penalties be cut down drastically um because you know single digits that'd be, that'd great. be great that'd be great um be shocking even with all the penalties i mean purdue almost got away with it at syracuse um and you know even though they beat a syracuse i think is not a not a great football team um, Purdue gave them a lot of opportunities and Syracuse took advantage of that. So kudos to them. But 
once we get into Big Ten play, if we go to Minnesota and we go to Wisconsin and we're giving them 100-plus penalty yards, uh, that is not a recipe for success. And this is the final tune-up game before Purdue really gets into the meat of the schedule. So this is where they have to kind of clamp things down and show that they truly can learn from their early season mistakes uh, and and play a clean football game. Yeah. Um, eh, I'm not going to say I'm super confident. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they can do it for this game. That's fine. We'll we'll see how it is again in the Big Ten. But right, right. But I mean, this game you, you should can, go smooth. We're you can only do it. Owls. You can only do it one one game at a time. Um, we got to hope they can they can show some improvement in this game and then carry that over into the rest of the Big Ten season. You know, as we move forward, uh, following Florida Atlantic, Purdue then travels up to Minnesota, and that is going to be a pretty tough game, uh, especially because it is on the road. So. Um, this is the final tune-up. Um, Casey, is there anything in particular you're watching for or looking to see? Um, maybe a player improvement, maybe somebody getting more more reps. Is there anything you're hoping to see um, in this game on Saturday? I just want Charlie Jones to get a crazy amount of yards and touchdowns and uh, be up for best receiver of the year at the end of the year. Okay. So I'm just counting those stats. That's all I care about. Like Madden, when you're just trying to get your, your creative player a lot of stats. Right, right. you got to get his numbers up yep. so that you can uh, take advantage of it later on. Yep. So, That's all I want. You mentioned Charlie Jones. Do we want to do this again? We want yeah, to do, do. catches, yards, touchdowns. Seven yard, for 142, touchdown. two TDs. Seven, 142, two TDs? Two TDs. He plays three quarters. Okay. I'm going to put that in my notes as well, that you're saying he's only going to play three quarters. So you're kind of handicapping yourself there even. So I, I'm going to go. He's going to get 12 catches. He's going to have 157 and two touchdowns. So same number of touchdowns, but I've got more yardages and more catch. But he, for you, he's got much more yards per catch. Yeah, big, a big bomb threat. Yeah, he is. He is. He's got a lot of big touchdowns, a lot of, lot of deep balls so far this season. Let's hope that continues. So, do you want to go ahead and make your prediction on if Purdue is going to walk out of Ross Aid Stadium on homecoming in front of what I will hope will be a pretty good crowd uh, with a victory? Yeah, uh, Purdue will win forty-two seventeen. Okay. I think our defensive line's good enough to uh, hold up their offense, get to the quarterback a couple times. Offense should have a good good showing, and then we'll get into Big Ten play, and we'll see, see how that goes. Happens. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a whole other animal. So I'm also going with a victory. I'm going to go 49-13. to 13. Uh, Purdue will, will be dominant in this game. I think Brom might let the starters play a little longer than he would in a normal blowout just because we are so close to uh, Big Ten season and that game against Minnesota that, as I said, will be a pretty tough test. So I think he might want to try some things or at least make sure they're they're staying in uh, peak shape, uh, peak game shape as we head into the Big Ten season. Uh, and it's, it's about to get real, folks. So again, this game coming up is going to be 7.30 kickoff. We are playing on uh, the Big Ten Network. So uh, check your local listings. Who knows? Uh, depending on where you live, remember there are all those overflow channels that can be a bit tricky. So uh, if you're going to set a DVR for the game, make sure to check that before you do. So uh, for Casey and myself, let's boiler up. Let's walk out of this game with a 2-2 victory. Or I'm sorry, 2-2 record. Uh, that'd be a 2-2 victory. Sounds like I've watched too much Ted Lasso and I'm rooting for a tie. Uh, so hopefully Purdue comes out of this with a 2-2 two and two record and we uh, are ready for Big Ten season in the game against Minnesota. Till then, boiler up. Boiler up. Boiler up.